0: Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, And if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your Spoken Image Strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Hey there, today we have a special episode In 2024, each month, we will have an interview episode, which is going to be super, super fun. And today's special guest is Andrea Singletary of Mama Turned Mompreneur. She is amazing. She's a podcasting queen, and she's recently pivoted her business into life coaching. So we get to talk to her today all about that. And spoiler alert, she's actually... The podcast manager for Her Spoken Image, so you can thank her for how great this audio sounds and the fabulous show notes that you can find on semiconventional.com. We talk about all sorts of amazing things, so I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Now let's get into it. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semiconventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. Hi, everyone. I am here with Andrea Singletary of Mama Turned Mompreneur. She is all things podcasting. She's the podcasting queen, in my opinion. (laughs) And that's what she's here to talk about today is a little bit about her business and how she uses her spoken image in all areas of her business um, and how that's developed over time and all the fun things that she is shifting into. So welcome, Andrea.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, great. It's so good for you to be here. Um and just, you know, for full disclosure for everybody, Andrea is um the behind the scenes of this podcast. She's amazing at everything that she does when it comes to podcasting from strategy to production and all of that. Um so the first thing I would love to get into with you, Andrea, is what helped you come up with your idea for your business?
1: Um, that's a good question. So, I actually started out as a virtual assistant. Um, and I went that route because there were so many different things that I could do just from my background. Like I had a very strong admin background. Um, I also had a lot of experience with writing. I actually wrote and published my first book in 2018. And so I wasn't quite sure what direction I wanted to go in and so I started out as a virtual assistant to just be able to you know try out a lot of different things and quickly discovered I did not like social media management <laughs> that was one of the things that I quickly scrapped from my offerings and um really just like kind of explored more what was out there and at the time, like this was at the height of the pandemic. So like 2020, 2021. And so I um, really got into listening to podcasts. And I did that because like, I was, you know, social distancing, didn't really have like that community support, like that village support as a new mom. And so I really looked to podcast as a way to, um, kind of have that connection like to normalize different things you experience in motherhood and so at that time i really started to wonder like well who supports these women with getting their podcasts out there you know i was like i can't imagine they're doing it all on their own because it seems like there's a lot that goes into it so Mm -hmm. um just started researching online like what, like, what it was actually called. So I found out, like, there were podcast managers, podcast VAs, like all these different terms. So yeah, I completed, um, Lauren Wrighton's course. It was like a week before I went into labor with my daughter. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like really determined to complete the course before, you know, I had my second child because I knew that. I really wanted to one niche down in my business, but really find something that would allow me to work odd hours because I was going to have two little ones now. Um, cause at the time I was two and then I was going to have a newborn too. Um, so yeah, I completed her course a week before I had my daughter and probably about a month after my daughter, I had my daughter, I signed my first podcast management client. And it just kind of took off from there. And I really learned more about like the overall industry, but more so how to effectively use your podcast as part of your business. Um, Because there wasn't a lot of talk about it at that time. It seemed like most people were having like hobby podcasts or it was like something fun to do. And so the women that I was working with they have these businesses, but a lot of times their podcast was just the separate thing. Like sometimes they would touch on things related to like their expertise, but a lot of times it was just focusing on interviewing so many different people and just putting out content. And so I really wanted to support women with having like a focus for their podcast and really using it to generate leads for their business to nurture and convert their listeners into their paid offers. And so that's where I really got into like the strategy part of podcasting and really was able to like build my authority in that area um, and just supporting a lot of women with doing that.
0: Yeah, I love that you talk about the business integration with a podcast, because I think that is such an area that is overlooked in um, a lot of podcast management, especially. And that's that's actually what drew me to you was the the side of it where you were like, hey, this is something that can work with your business. And when it comes to, you know, podcasting in general, I had always had in my head, like, Oh that'd be fun to start a podcast but yeah I got into podcasts listening when I was in a corporate job that I had a really long drive every day and after a while you get really tired of music and have to find something else to do yeah. <laughs> and so uh so yeah I I got into listening to podcasts because somebody recommended it to me and it was like oh this this could be good like I kind of talk for a living in you know yeah. learning and development stuff and corporate training so that could be fun but you're so right. There's so much in the podcasting world where it's hobbies and just kind of like pet projects and things like that. So when it comes to podcasting as part of your business, I think that's such an area that number one is very niche, but also kind of just overlooked. Um, And it, it really does work with, you know, those of us who are moms with businesses and trying to figure out how to do all of this together at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would say probably like within the last six months or so, more people have been shifting into like, oh, I can actually monetize this. I can actually use this to like build a brand and different things like that. Like even I'm starting to see more hobby podcasters looking at like, how can I actually use this to make money? So whether that's through sponsorships, or creating their own merchandise and products and different things. And it's because it's like, you're putting all this time and energy into creating this content. But what is your end goal? What is your purpose behind it? Like you're not just creating content for fun. Right. Um, Especially like you're growing this audience and yes, you're giving them a lot of value through your free content, but how can you elevate their lives, their businesses? Like how can you help them get to that next step? And so that's where your offer, your products, your merchandise, that's where that comes in to kind of support them with getting to that next level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such an important thing to consider with So much of what we're doing. um, And I know it's something that we've talked about on this podcast before is, you know, what's your end goal? Right. It's starting from the end and working backwards. And I think that makes so much sense with podcasting, also, um, you know, in addition to everything else in your business, right, where you got to think, okay, where do I want to be? And then, all right, that's my end goal. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have the how all figured out, but understanding this is where I want to go and then trying to get some steps in there to figure out how to get there. But I think that's what you help your clients with so much is what are those steps and how do I get there? (laughs) Right. They have this idea of, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do a podcast. This is kind of what it's about. And, you know, I know that was the process for me working with you was, Mm -hmm. you know, I have this business. I want to do a podcast, you know, and, you know, a little behind the scenes as well. When, I had been putting out a little bit of social media content, I put out an Instagram reel that talked about like, your spoken image as part of what you do. And Andrea reached out to me and said, that should be the name of your podcast. (laughs) I was like, Oh, that's good. I like that. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I just love that, like you saw some of my other content and thought, Oh, that's a good podcast name, (laughs) because I was struggling with that so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I've coined you as the person like spoken image. That is April's word. Like that is the thing. And I, I love how you explain it too, because it really is your spoken image. And I never ever thought about it that way. And I was like, oh, yes, that's perfect for the last <laughs> <path> name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so speaking of spoken image then, so you do so much when it comes to you know, putting your voice out there because you have your own podcast. You put content out where you're, you know, talking in your stories and you've been speaking in summits and things like that. So tell me a little bit more about how you use your spoken image in your business.
1: Yeah. So my podcast is a little over a year old now, and I never imagined I would get into podcasting. Um, I am an introvert. And so I did not think (laughs) like podcasting would be my thing. But I really saw like, how my clients were able to leverage their podcast. And I started doing some podcast guesting, and I really loved it. And I think the nice part for me being an introvert, it's like I'm just talking to this microphone and I have one person in mind, my ideal client and everything. And so that really made it easy for me. And I've learned a lot on this journey um, of podcasting, really just learning the best way to structure my episodes and um, creating this flow and really meeting my audience's needs through this podcast content But it's such an empowering feeling, getting behind the microphone, sharing my thoughts, my expertise and everything. Um, But also, it's been a really great way to kind of lead to one-on-one conversations with other women who listen to my podcast. So getting those DMs and those emails about a specific episode that really spoke to them and everything. And so... Um, I just feel like just over time, just continuing to stick with it, I really found my voice and just a great way to kind of share my personality, share myself with the world and everything. Um, and so I started with podcasting and then I started doing um, virtual summits um, earlier. Um, probably, I think I did my first one, It's probably like April, May, 2023. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just really nice because it was something that was like pre-recorded, like it wasn't a live thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I was able to gather my thoughts and kind of like really create a nice flow for things. But even with doing those, I've had people send me DMs and stuff in response to listening to like my specific session and how it really shifted their mindset and their perspective when it came to podcasting and how to actually use it as part of their business and everything. And so it's just been really nice being able to use my voice that way and get comfortable with it. Like I've found that as I do it more, I get more comfortable with it. My confidence increases and I really kind of figure out like my way of doing it. Um, And so Mm -hmm. that's been a really nice journey.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good point too, where it's, your way of doing it. And again, that's something I'm a big believer in is finding what works for you. Um, and again, that's, I think, why uh, I enjoy working with you because we, we have that in common. Yeah. But uh, But being able to identify sort of okay, what, what really works for me? You know, so like you said, as an introvert, you're like, okay, let me start with the thing I can do on my own. I'm just talking into a microphone. Yeah. It's, you know, a, a lower pressure situation, which I think is something that again, is kind of overlooked from time to time because you think, oh, putting a podcast out there, like you're really putting yourself out there. But the actual process of doing it, it's so almost intimate, right? Because you're sort of just there by yourself doing, doing this recording. and. You have the opportunity to stop and pause and go back and say, "Ooh, I didn't like how that sounded. Let me say, let me say it again." Uh, you know, and that's that's the kind of thing that I think really helps different personalities find the way that works for them. Is you can have something where you pause and you know, again, a pre-recorded virtual summit, for example, you can record your own thing. And maybe you do it all in one session, but maybe it's bits and pieces and you put it all together at the end. But maybe you really like live video because you don't want to have to sit there and judge yourself too hard on how that sounded or how it came out. Um, So it, yeah, I think it really just depends on what your style is and how you critique yourself for what works the best for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I will say too, that podcasting has opened me up to way more opportunities. Um, I have two conferences, like in-person conferences I'm going to be speaking at in 2024 and it all came about through my podcast. So it, it was a nice way to kind of get me started with like getting comfortable with speaking and stuff. And I can't even say like get comfortable with it. Cause I've, spoken at conferences, like from my career background in early childhood, but Mm -hmm. I hadn't done that in so long. (laughs) Um, So podcasting and doing the virtual summits and things kind of like got me back in the swing of things. And like, now I'm going to be speaking at a couple of in-person conferences, which is super exciting and everything, but it's like podcasting really kind of opened that door for me.
0: Yeah, that is super exciting. I think, like you said, even if you've done it in the past, it doesn't necessarily mean you're comfortable with it. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to things like public speaking, you know, what, what would you say is your level of comfort with that?
1: Um, surprisingly, for an introvert, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Um, <laughs> I've I guess because, like, my background, like, I got my master's and, like, we had to do different things where we, you know, led presentations, Mm -hmm. taught a new concept to the class and different things like that. And so it's not like it's something that is new for me. Um, so like, I, of course I have the nerves and everything like leading up to it and Mm -hmm. finally getting in front of my audience and stuff. But it's like, once I get started, I kind of like tune everything else out and just focus on like presenting the information and answering any questions that may come up and whatnot. Um, and I think one thing that I always keep in mind is like, as long as i'm one or two steps ahead of my audience i'm good and yeah. i am like i'm presenting on something that either they may have some knowledge on but they're not like quite to the level they want to be or this may be a new you know topic or concept for them and everything and so just keeping that at the forefront of my mind kind of helps ease my nerves a lot
0: yeah i love that you mentioned that you actually feel okay with public speaking as an introvert, because I think there's this stigma that if you're an introvert, that means, Oh, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to be up on a stage (laughs) and, and if you don't want to be, and that's not like your passion is to to be on a stage and in front of people all day, but being able to say like, yeah, I'm an introvert. I, you know, gain energy from being more, you know, in small settings or one-on-one or by myself. But that doesn't mean that you can't get up on a stage and share your knowledge with people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, I've seen you do really well through your podcast specifically, where you really do use storytelling, which we talk a lot about on this podcast. But you you tell a lot of stories and give examples and case studies and anecdotes and things like that to really put your message in a way that people can resonate with it. And so I would imagine that carries over to, you know, the summits and being on stage as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would say for me as an introvert too, just kind of as a side note, it's just like social gatherings, they drain me a lot quicker than say an extrovert. They mm-hmm. like, an extrovert, you know, they, light up they feed off of that energy me like as the conversations continue like okay my battery's dying
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny because i see that with my kids because Mm -hmm. my daughter is she's such a performer i mean she does everything that puts her on a stage she does dance she does choir she does drama she does anything that she can to like be in front of people on a stage and have the spotlight on her but she's not an extrovert she is such a person that she needs her alone time. And not just because she just turned 13, but she needs her time like to sit in her room, be by herself and recharge. She always has since she was a baby. Mm-hmm. But my son is Mr. I need people. He needs the social <laughs> aspect. You know, he does not want to play a game by himself. He's like, let's get everybody together and play this game that requires all four people. <laughs> you know, So he he has always been that kid that just wants to pull everyone together, you know, and, and he's always like, can we have a party? Can we do this? Can we invite people over? And I'm like, no (laughs) kid, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Like maybe a couple people, because yeah, I, I'm more like, I like to have a small setting and that sort of thing. But most people think I'm an extrovert because I talk so much, but that's not necessarily the case. So I just love that example of, really being able to think about the the root of introvert versus extrovert, because I do think it gets such a, I don't know, kind of a bad connotation in a lot of ways to say you're an introvert.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to your business, I know that you are kind of adding on to it. So you've been, you know, a podcast strategist um, and, you know, providing production services and all of that. Um, but I know that you are moving into doing some coaching as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm adding on life and business coaching specifically for moms um, with little ones at home. So whether they already have their business or they want to you know start a business, but they're not quite sure how to make it work with their babies at home. And I kind of stumbled into this um, <laughs> just from working with um, different clients. The majority of my clients are moms with little ones at home. Um, and so I, I'm not new to coaching. Like I kind of like as part of my podcast production services, I do coach my clients when it comes to different aspects of podcasting. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> I
0: appreciate <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> and so... Um, I kind of like, in like May 2023, I launched a group coaching program that was specific for basically taking your podcast and really breaking it down and making it an actual part of your business. You know, I'm really leveraging it as part of like for lead generation, that type of thing. So it was a six month program that I just wrapped up with the first cohort. And going through that, we talked more than just podcasting. (laughs) Um, I supported them with really leveraging their podcast with their email marketing, Um, navigating how to actually stick with your podcast when you have little ones at home, time management, productivity, all of the things that comes with running a business as a mom of little ones. Mm -hmm. And so like that was kind of like the first thing where I was like, okay, there might be something here. And then the final thing that kind of pushed me over the ledge, so to speak, was um, one of my podcast listeners. She um, reached out to me on Instagram. And, you know, she was first we were talking about like a recent episode that she really enjoyed. And then she was like, by the way, since I have your attention, (laughs) she (laughs) was like, I have a podcast, but I don't have an actual business. I don't have an offer. Do you support people with actually building out their offer? And so I was like, well, full transparency, I've never supported anyone really with doing it. Like I've, Given clients like feedback on things that we can change within their offer to make sure that like they're meeting their audience's needs, but also making sure they're not running themselves into the ground trying to fulfill this offer. And so I was like, you know, if you want to take a chance on me, we can definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And she was all in. Um, and I thought it was so amazing because I'm like, you know, my background is like, Podcasting. (laughs) But through my podcast content, because she's an avid listener to the podcast, I earned her trust and she was willing to invest in me in supporting her in this new offer that I hadn't officially done before. And so um I've been working with her these past few months, and it's been amazing. Um and I Ended up signing another coaching client, which was a similar experience. She listened to my podcast. She actually binged. I think at the time I like had a hundred episodes, she binged them all in a weekend. <laughs> um, and so it's just kind of, I was like, okay, there's something to it where literally my community is coming to me and asking me for this type of support. And one thing I want to say is like, I'm not just doing it because they're asking for it. You know, people can yeah. ask for things all the time, but if it's not your area of expertise or it's not something you actually want to do, you don't have to do it. But it's something that had been on my heart for a while, especially just seeing the different women that I have worked with, the different women in my community, the struggles they've been facing with trying to figure out how to actually make this work. How do you do it with little ones at home? Mm-hmm. And so I have Built out this coaching offer, I've gotten more clarity on how to best support the women and everything. And so, yeah, I launched Life in Seasons coaching um, and it's one on one coaching. And we look at different areas to best support these women with building a business that fits their current season of life. And this is something I talk about a lot on my podcast because we go through different seasons. In motherhood, you know, we have Mm. little ones, but eventually they are going to get older and be more independent, which at that time, our capacity and our availability will increase. But until then, we have to function with the limited time that we have available. And so I really work with my clients in building a profitable business, but doing it in a way that's not going to run them in the ground, that's going to allow them to still be. The present moms they desire to be and still care of themselves, um, and so that's why I incorporate the life coaching as well um, because this is something I see with my clients too, where they're pouring into their businesses, they're pouring into their families, but they're not taking care of themselves. And so yeah. my main focus is making sure that they are whole, so that way they're not pouring from an empty cup. So. We look at different things, whether that's changing things within their offer, looking at their pricing to so make sure that they're not, you know, having to serve so many clients when they don't really have the capacity to serve that many clients in order to hit their income goal. So we look at a lot of different areas and whatnot, and it's been a really fun and it's probably like the most excited I've been in my business for a while. <laughs> Not to say I don't love podcast production because um, I do love podcasting, especially the strategy side of things. But I I really have loved being able to help these women and also just making it a reality for them that you can do this. You can have a successful business and be The present mama you want to be and have your kids at home with you while you're doing it. Um, So, yeah, it's been such an amazing journey, um, just kind of like getting to this point and building out this offer.
0: Yeah, I love so many of the things that you said. I I especially resonated with you saying that you're not just doing this because people are asking you about it, (laughs) because I think. So many times we get asked, oh, can you help with this? And we're like, yeah, why not? I could do that. Um, And especially, you know, I think the earlier you are in business, the more likely you are to say yes to things that maybe don't make the most sense or you don't love them because it's like, well, somebody wants me to do this. They're going to pay me for it. So I guess I'll say yes. And, you know, I I just love that you're like, no, 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 that's not why I'm saying yes to this (laughs) (laughs) because I actually want to do it. Uh, you know, I mean, I've said it before on this podcast, but people used to ask me, like, "Oh, can you make me a slide deck?" And I'm like, "Nah, that's <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> yes, you don't want me making you a slide deck because I don't love it. And so it it you know it's fine, but it's something that I outsource now to people that want it because it's not what I enjoy doing. It's definitely not the best use of my time. And mm-hmm. so just because somebody's asking you. For this service, it doesn't mean you have to say yes, um, but it can give you those really good ideas of how you can continue to build on and leverage what you're good at and what you love in your business to add more things because people are asking you about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like with the podcast production side of things. I will make you social media graphics, but I'm not going to manage your social media.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a very different thing, too. I mean, I, I will say I I think it really shows a, a level of nuance, which I appreciate, because there's so many people that are like, oh, I can do it all. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but should you? <laughs> should you be doing all of this? Because, you know, you can be good at all of it. But That's, you know, probably not the case. You're probably best at a couple of those things, right? That's what you enjoy. It's what you want to do. And yeah, social media management is, that's a whole other, (laughs) a whole (laughs) other can of worms, honestly, and trying to keep up with all the trends and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that good stuff. But I I also love that you mentioned um, the different seasons, you know, whether you're a parent or not, right? There's different seasons for everything in life and i think it's just so much easier to see them when you're a parent because you you know you're you're caring for people who can't care for themselves and then they become a little bit more self-sufficient and you know we were talking about this right before we pressed record but you know my kids are you know 10 and a half and my daughter just turned 13 and they are much more self-sufficient so you know they can get themselves up they can get breakfast um they can handle themselves while I'm doing something else. But also, they still need things. They still have, you know, homework help. They still, you know, can, they can't make themselves dinner. I mean, they could, but they're not going to. (laughs) You know, they're kind of in that, that tween age, right, of being able to care for themselves, but also not really knowing when they should do certain things. So, it's different than when you have littles who you're worried about their safety at all moments of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I don't miss that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's what. Right <laughs> uh, but it it goes to show, like like you said, there are those different seasons in where you're at in life and in business. And you know, I thought, oh yeah, my kids are older, and like so, I have more time to spend on this, that, and the other thing. And it's like. Yes, and there's also all the activities that I've let them be a part of. (laughs) And so now we got to take them all these places and then go to all the like shows and events that are associated with these activities. And so it's a different level of busyness that I wasn't necessarily prepared for um, when it comes to the stages that they're at now. Whereas thinking about them being little, it's like, oh, we stayed home a lot. Yes, And that was... (laughs) Because we didn't, yeah, we didn't go out to eat. We didn't do all these other things. Cause I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Yes, <laughs> and, and so, you know, like you said, it's being able to balance that time as a mom of little ones where you have to find those pockets of time to, to get your work done. And I think that doesn't necessarily change, but it shifts in how those pockets of time are available to you. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh... Yeah, it definitely looks a lot different because even just comparing to when I had a newborn and a toddler and now I have a toddler and a preschooler, it looks way different. They're older and they can play a little bit more independently so that I can have like, you know, 30, 45 minutes to get a few things done and whatnot. So it does like it looks different in each new season.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also love that you mentioned about coaching and how you didn't necessarily think of yourself as, you know, a coach to begin with, because I think that's such an, the term coaching is so interesting for me because it gets used in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I had stayed away from the term coaching for so long because I'm like, my husband is a basketball coach. And so I'm like, no, that's coaching. like. like coaching is like sports that's you know but we we talk so much about how you know the development through sports is so similar to you know the work world the corporate world all that sort of thing like there's there's so many similarities to how all of that works together and it's all just about personal development right over over some period of time And so I love that you mentioned, you know, when it comes to the coaching side of things, you're like, well, I can help them with this, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it just hit me as such a sort of like a mentor situation, right, where you're, you're that person that they're looking to to say, okay, I need help with this, you know, because oftentimes what we can do for others is what we struggle to do for ourselves. And so being, being able to, help somebody else with something because you've gone through it. And like, maybe you didn't have that help. And so now you're like, Oh, I wish I had me, you know, (laughs) 10 years ago to be able to help with this thing. And now you're able to do that for other people.
1: Yeah, one thing I noticed quickly when I joined the online space was that There wasn't a lot of content, a lot of resources out there geared towards moms with young children. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people who they are coaches and they have children, they really didn't talk about it from the aspect of how they actually get it done with their children at home. And a lot of times they were already at that point where they had a full team, they had Mm -hmm. the support of grandparents. And like for me, when I started my business, Probably like six months or so in, my mom moved out of state. So we lost our only, you know, support (laughs) with the kids. It was literally just me and my husband trying to figure it out. And my husband works full time. And so there wasn't a lot of people talking about that. You know, and then too, you have a lot of families who are homeschooling now. So, like, Mm -hmm. how are you doing this at homeschooling? But not a lot of people were talking about it. And so that's why I really wanted to make sure I spoke about it because I'm like, well, there's no one out there talking about it. So I know there has to be other moms feeling the same way. So let me share my experiences. Let me share how I'm navigating it and everything. And it honestly, it's been amazing. I get so much great feedback from my community. Even like, I think a few weeks ago, I shared in my stories about how Saturdays are my like full workday. Like my husband Mm -hmm. is fully responsible for the kids. And I got so many messages where moms were like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. And it's like something so simple, but I know like we as moms, we just figure it out. We aren't, our first thing isn't to think, oh, let me ask so-and-so for help. That's (laughs) always like the last thing we think about. And it's usually when we're almost to like that burnout period right. um, so just even sharing that like that helped a few moms were like now they're going and talking to their partners and saying hey can I have a day or a couple of half days where I can just focus solely on work yeah. um, and so it makes a world of a difference just sharing those experiences
0: it totally does I think again we we have that in common where you know that's why I called my business semi-conventional, right? Which I've talked about here, but it's it's that thing where you you grow up in a society where there's such strong norms mm-hmm. for, you know, gender, especially in, you know, a, a heterosexual relationship, you know, where, okay, you've got a husband, you've got a wife and all right, here's what y'all do. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't work for everybody. And, you know, it's it's been a a long process for you know my husband and I to like figure out what works best for us and you know people ask me like oh well so was there a moment where like you guys had some fight about something no not really because we you know we just talk about stuff and so we figure it out but so we haven't had like arguments about this or that or the other thing but over time it's like you know okay well I really don't want to do dishes like ever Mm -hmm. in life. Like, can you do those and I'll do something else. so, So it's just being able to have those conversations about what you need and speaking up for what you feel like you need. Right. And then like making those decisions and not feeling like you're stuck with them. Right. And saying, okay, well, you know, okay, I want, I want Saturdays to, you know, work in my business. And then maybe you try that and you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and being able to just say like, okay, so maybe we modify that. Maybe Saturday is a half day because I don't want to spend the whole Saturday working on this, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think like you said, being able to just share those experiences with others really helps to just give ideas of, oh yeah, I never really even considered. Maybe I can just take like, a weekend day? Because again, we're just so ingrained with all of the things that we've been brought up with like, Oh, Monday through Friday is the work week. It's like, well, it doesn't have to be right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that is actually one of the biggest things I work with my clients on is getting out of that nine to five mindset and really Mm -hmm. stepping into their CEO mindset. And that's like the biggest thing they think that they have to work Like during business hours, Monday through Friday. And it's like, no, this is your business. You get to choose what hours you work. So, for me, I'm a night owl, so yeah, <laughs> my work hours are typically from like nine to eleven at night, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am, like fully functioning, have the most yep. energy, have mo, like the most creative insight and in everything. And my kids are asleep. Nobody yeah. is asking me for anything. Nobody's touching me. Yeah, none yep. of that. Like I have <laughs> peace and quiet and can actually think in my business. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we've definitely shared texts and messages back and forth late at night because that's yeah that's when I'm you know thinking about things and Mm -hmm. you know there's there's so much advice of like get up before your kids and I'm like (laughs) oh
1: that has never worked for me my kids literally have like radar or something Uh they wake up I can like be 10 minutes in to working on something and here comes my son running out of his room. And it's yep. like five o'clock in the morning. Like, why yeah. are you up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the the other thing, too, is like, I always try to find those pockets of time of when does it make sense for me to record the podcast? Mm-hmm. Right. And. If you try to wake up at, you know, 6am for me to re- record a podcast, well, they're going to hear that and then they get up and then, yes. <laughs> then everybody's mad because now I'm tired too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah, like you said, just finding that time that works for you. I think that's such an important thing for you um, as you've developed, you know, this kind of new aspect to your business where you can really help people that haven't quite gotten to that point yet, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to see just, hey, what are the possibilities? And, you know, where do you sit with all of this? And what works for you? And Mm -hmm. really just taking the time to examine that, I think is so, so helpful, especially for, you know, the moms out there. Um, But really anybody, (laughs) but especially for the moms.
1: Yeah, definitely, especially cuz like I said, I often see with clients there's like sometimes this resistance and so we like dig into it like, well, why are you resistant to it? Is it really that, you know, like Saturdays are sacred for you or is it that you've grown up where weekends are primarily dedicated to your family? Well, can we look at maybe changing that? Maybe you start a new tradition with your family or mm-hmm. something like that like just thinking about it in different way, like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you get to choose what works best for you and your family, but it's just being open-minded and considering all of the possibilities.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought that I would be a different mom than I am. And it took me a while to like come to grips with that a little bit where (laughs) I thought I, you know, I mean, first off, I thought I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. So that tells you what kind of mom I thought I was going to (laughs) be. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then when it was like, ooh, but I kind of hate doing crafts with little people yeah. and I like baking, but <laughs> by myself, <laughs> I don't want to do all these things together as a fan. I like doing them for me, but yeah. not together. So yeah, like you said, it, it's looking at what feels right for you. And, and I will say too, when you come up with some of those alternatives to kind of maybe the norm, you know, maybe like Wednesday nights are family night, or maybe that's when you go out to dinner instead of, you know, Sunday morning or Saturday night or whatever. Sometimes you find that like, a lot of other people don't do that. So it's smoother and easier. (laughs) And you know, you find some like silver linings around that as well, because it isn't the norm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Just to kind of share a little bit about, you know, kind of like how our family dynamics are like, Monday through Friday, I'm primarily with the kids, like my husband, he has to be at work any time, like between like 6am, 7am. And then he usually doesn't get home until like after 7am, sometimes even later, Um, mm-hmm. especially like right now we're recording in December. And so it's like peak season at his job. Right. So he doesn't really get to spend much time with the kids during the week. And I'm with them all the time during the week. And so the weekends are kind of like my chance to kind of get a break. I love my babies, but I do need some time away from them. Uh (laughs) And it's my husband's time to really spend that one-on-one time with the kids that he misses out on during the week. And so, yeah, it's maybe not traditional but it's what works for our family especially in this season of our lives
0: yeah yeah and it will definitely change over time too right like as your kids are in school more and in other things right then like you have less time with them during the day also so then you might want to shift that over time and yeah it's it's just again being able to identify you know what makes sense for your family that I think is so important in the work that you're doing, yeah, so the last question that I have for you is if there's one major i don't know tip or you know piece of advice that you would share with the listeners here, um, what might that be
1: ooh that's a good one <laughs> it's like so many. Um, I know you have a ton. So. I know, right? Um, I would say my tip would be just knowing that you really get to set your business up in a way that works best for you. And I know a lot of times, especially those of us as women, even more so as moms, we're thinking about everyone else's needs and, you know, how can we make this work for them? and. Oh, I don't want to make so and so uncomfortable, different things like that. But, like, when it comes to your business, you get to do what is best for you. So, if you have your offer structured in a way that you don't really like, you can change that. If you, you know, set these business hours and it's not really working for you, you can change that. And it's like just kind of giving you that permission. Like, you have every right to. Set your business up however you want to set it up. And um, I think that was like when I finally had that light bulb moment, it made a world of a difference in my business. Like, um, for example, doing sales calls has been very hard for me having a one year old and three year old. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of switched it over to. Either you can get 15 minutes of my time on Zoom or we can chat it up in Voxer and yeah. there's not exactly a limit because do like chatting via Voxer is so much easier having my kids at home versus like Zoom. They want to hop on the call. They want to you yeah. know dominate the conversation. <laughs> and I can't even really get to know you. <laughs> so, um, that just kind of using that as an example, like you can structure your business in a way to best meet your needs.
0: Yeah, it it just hit me as you were saying that too. If Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A can be closed on the weekend, mm-hmm. so can you. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> you you can make your own decisions. Also, <laughs> if if a huge you know company that has chains everywhere can do something that's not the norm for most businesses. Like Mm -hmm. you can do the same thing, right?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this is going to be so helpful for so many people and just, you know, giving them a little bit more insight into, you know, how they can use a podcast in their business and thinking outside of the box on, how they set up their days and how they're structuring what they're doing, what their offers are. Um, And so, you know, I would love for you to share where people can connect with you and, you know, find you, um, especially if they are in that stage where they've got some, you know, little ones at home and they're trying to structure their business and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, you can come and hang out with me on my podcast, Momater Mompreneur. Um, it's available on all of the podcast listening apps. Um, and honestly, that's the best way to get to know me. Um, I have all of my links, you know, in my episode description, whether you want to join my email community or you want to, you know, connect with me on Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's the best place to connect with me.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.